Welcome back to Local News Live. I'm Brian Pierce. We're pleased to be joined by Wendy Dahl, the Chief Growth Officer at COVID Clinic. Wendy, thanks for joining us today. COVID numbers appear to be rising, at least recently. What new trends are we seeing as these cases spike a little bit? So we're seeing higher transmission with these new variants of the Omicron virus or the Omicron variant. And um, we're seeing that the cases are less severe. So hospitalizations are not up like they've been in the past, but we are seeing a lot more cases out there in communities. Yeah, that, that does seem to be uh, what people are saying is they will get sick more frequently, but the actual illness isn't as bad. Is that because of uh, the uh, kind of mutation of the COVID-19 variant now in that B5 uh, stage? It is less uh, strong in order to survive, but it continues to mutate uh, quicker to get from person to person? Definitely. We're, we're definitely seeing that. We're seeing that uh, the symptoms, people are more symptomatic this time around, where normally our sites see, we, we run testing sites across the country, and so normally our sites are between 5 and 8% positivity rate. Right now we're between 20 and 25% positivity. So positivity is definitely up. And people are coming in to get tested and they're sick. They have symptoms. What's it look like, though, at the hospitals, even though positivity is up, you said that we're not seeing people hospitalized as frequently, and certainly the, the death toll, thankfully, seems to be, at least percentage-wise, much lower. Right. So we're seeing hospitalizations are, are lower than we've seen in the past. Um, not that it's great that they're lower because they're still higher than normal, but we're not worried that our hospitals will be overrun with COVID patients. Sure. Now we got a variant that uh, is more transmissible, but thankfully appears to be less severe. What are some treatments for uh, COVID-19 right now? So we prescribe an oral antiviral called Paxlovid. And so that can treat severe, or it's actually moderate and mild cases of COVID. We also prescribe different prescriptions along with some over-the-counter medications, depending on what your symptoms are. As a nation, how can we uh, lower the transmission rate? Well, we're actually seeing a nice little shift with um, communities. Like at the community level, we're seeing people staying home if they're sick. Like we're seeing people before they even test, they're like, hey, I'm sick, I'm gonna stay home. That is actually the best thing that you could do, even if you haven't had a test. And so we wanna make sure that if you're out in the community and you're sick, that you're masking, Take a test as soon as you can to know if it's safe to be out in the community. And if you have any kind of symptoms, please stay home until you can get tested and ensure that you're not sick. But it's the usual things of, you know, washing your hands and wearing a mask and social distancing. We're also seeing more people being considerate before they go to events and going to, you know, theme parks and things, testing to make sure that they're negative before they go. So we're seeing this nice shift of people taking care of people. And I know it seems like some people may have the contrarian viewpoint of saying, well, I went and got the COVID vaccine. I still got COVID. Um, why should I take the, the next booster when it comes out? But it still seems like vaccines clearly have had uh, a significant impact, even if they aren't preventing the new variant. Potentially, they're, they're making the symptoms much less severe. Well, definitely. That's definitely true. And uh, the, the new boosters still, it, it's... Uh, still valuable to get, I'm guessing, when they do bring that out, because uh, why? what could that potentially prevent, the new booster? 
Well, so boosters are the same dose as you've had in the past. And so it's, it's actually the same vaccine. And so you're just having more of it to help your body build up the defense against the variant or the different variants of the virus. Now with school just around the corner for uh, so many families, what is or to what extent could the COVID numbers impact students going back to school? Well, we are expecting an increase of cases in the fall and winter just because, you know, children are back in classrooms, they're closer together, there's a lot of different germs that are already passed around in schools. And so on our side, we were a testing provider at many schools and we're already starting to rehire staff so that they can prepare and be ready for back to school. Um, but if your school doesn't provide testing, I would just ensure that your children are healthy when you send them to school. If there's any, you know, illness or symptoms, be sure to that, you know, make sure that they're tested and just remind them that, you know, good hygiene is always a good idea to keep those little hands washed and make sure that when they're coughing that it's in their elbow and not, you know, in their hand or on somebody else. And so, you know, it's it's really just getting ready to support the precautions that any schools may have that they're, you know, they're teaching your children how to live with it now. And that, you know, schools are pretty much trying to align and support your children staying in school. For parents that are thinking about maybe, and, and now that for, for youngest age groups under five years old, for the most part, they're available. Uh, for parents that are thinking about maybe getting their kids vaccinated prior to the school year, what would be your advice to them? I would say start now, um, just to be sure that they're able to get both doses before school begins again. And, you know, if that's something that's important to you, make sure that you get those both vaccines before they begin, because we're seeing that that does offer some protection. And that if that's something that you're not open to, that you're just hyper aware of their symptoms and that you're, you know, helping them stay healthy. I want to ask about the Novavax vaccine. It seems like that's the new one out now. Is there anything that makes it unique relative uh, to the other vaccines we've seen? You know, I'm not very familiar with the Novavax vaccine in comparison. I'm most familiar with Pfizer and Moderna. Um, but I know that, you know, any vaccine that you're taking generally helps your body resist the virus. And so if viruses have one job and that's to infect you, anything that you can do to make sure that that virus either doesn't enter your body or that your body has a resistance to it is a smart thing to do. We're speaking with Wendy Dahl, the chief growth officer at COVID Clinic. Wendy, looking forward to the fall, what do you anticipate the patterns for COVID-19 may look like in terms of cases? Well, sure. If we were to look backwards at the trends over the past two years, usually around Halloween, things start to increase, but they really start to increase just after Thanksgiving, from Thanksgiving to about the second week of January. We expect to see a lot of activity out there in the communities with, you know, sick people. COVID seems to align with flu season. And so, and that's when people gather and they're together and they're traveling cross country. And, and it's just, we're ready for it. You know, we're already putting our plans in place on how we can support communities better to bring accessible testing to them and ensuring that we're able to you know, maintain the sites that we have to ensure that they're not overrun. I mean, we've all seen historically lines around blocks for miles to get tests when people are in their cars. And so, you know, we're, we're looking at how to better manage that in the future. 
because we expect a similar response this season as we have in seasons past. Wendy, just a few more questions for you. With the variant right now, are those that may have pre-health pre conditions, may potentially be um, overweight, uh, are they more at risk for severe symptoms from COVID-19? Yes, they are actually, and the elderly too, and people with pre-existing conditions. And so if your body is already fighting off something, it's in a weakened state. And so you wanna make sure that if you're in that category where you're already either immune compromised, you're obese or you're elderly or you're, you fall in that category, you should really start to consider ways that you can manage that heading into the surge. Like knowing that we expect it to happen November, December, consider your travel plans and, and you know determine is it that important for you to be there or should you pass and then go in January you know, and start to manage yourself. And, you know, if you're open to getting vaccinated to make sure that that happens. If you're, you know, feeling sick, that you're getting the rest that you need, taking tests whenever necessary. And I actually re recommend testing the moment that you have symptoms, but also a few days after that, because we're seeing that sometimes the tests are more sensitive to, you know, the, the amount of virus in your body a day or two into it. So you might test negative day one, but then day two, you test positive. And so I would recommend not just testing once to test a couple times just to make sure that you are clear. What are the symptoms of the BA5 variant? Have they changed since the earlier Omicron and then of course the original COVID-19 or are they still somewhat comparable? They're, they're pretty similar. They're all pretty much flu-like. We are seeing, you know, we're still seeing people losing their taste and their smell. We're still seeing people with super fatigue. Uh, I've got teammates that have been testing positive now for seven, eight, nine days, and they're just down for the count. So, and it really depends, you know, like we were talking about your immune system, how you're taking care of yourself. You know, I'm seeing people work through COVID because a lot of people are working remotely now instead of taking the rest that they need to be able to get themselves better. But what I do love seeing is that people are using testing as a tool now to be like, okay, how do I deal with this? How am I best, you know, able to show up in the community that I live in and protect the people that I'm, you know, that I love and care for? No, that's good news. Wendy, uh, my last question I have for you, if somebody at your office may have COVID-19 or, or just got back from COVID or they have to call out sick because they have COVID-19. What should you do if you've been in contact with them or you're, you work around them frequently? Well, obviously you need to observe your symptoms, but generally in order for people to come back to work, they have to test negative. And so, you know, when I talk about using testing as a tool, it's wise to be able to test negative before you come back to work. We're, we're seeing, I mean, we work for a medical company, so we mask up, we're wearing masks all the time. But if you're in a normal office and you're returning to work and you're negative, just remember that, you know, the people around you don't want COVID and it might be a good idea to wear a mask until you're feeling absolutely fine just to protect the people around you. Wendy, we've covered a lot of ground when it comes to the new patterns in COVID-19, the severity of, of the new variant, and then what we can expect going forward. Is there anything else you want to add before we sign off here? I think keep up the good work. I mean, I know transmission is out there and it's happening, but I'm seeing people really start to pay attention to their own their symptoms and they're taking care of the people around them and they're realizing like, okay, so 
COVID is a virus and it's out there, but we're living with this and, and we're being more positive about it. And I mean, yeah, there's COVID fatigue where people are sick of hearing about it, but there's also, I feel like a silver lining because I, I see more people working together to stay healthy. And Wendy, I almost forgot to ask actually, a COVID clinic, can you tell me about uh, your work and your team's work before we go? Sure. COVID Clinic is a COVID testing company that operates in about 20 states now. We offer both the rapid antigen test, which usually gives you a result within 20 minutes. And then we also offer a PCR test, two kinds. One is a rapid PCR that's often used for travel because most, most countries, if you're traveling outside of the U.S., there's still countries that require PCR testing. And so you would go to a site and get a rapid PCR test to catch your flight. That test result time is usually around two hours. And then we have a, um, a regular PCR test that usually takes a day or two to get results back. And so, you know, we also do the antibody test to know some people are, you know, they had COVID without any symptoms and they're like, oh my gosh, do I still have antibodies? Or if they were vaccinated, they're curious to know, do I need a booster? And so that is an, another way to use the antibody test to be able to, to know if you need to get your booster. If you've waited too long and you're like, what's happening? It's kind of fun to, to know what's happening inside of your body. A lot of great information. Wendy Dahl, the Chief Growth Officer at COVID Clinic. Thank you for your time and expertise. We really appreciate you joining us today.